live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, hello, greetings, welcome in on a Wednesday morning, first day of February, 20. 23. Yes, we got through the first month. One twelfth of the way through this year. And uh, Groundhog Day Eve, uh, of course. And uh, and we begin the, uh, the shortest month of the year. Four weeks of fun during the month of February. And we uh, do start out February uh, with a decent day in store. We uh, should see sunny skies. Uh, looking at uh, now up to the 40s, they keep increasing... Uh, man, they keep making that forecast better every time I open this thing. Uh, and pff, my goodness. Now, uh, 40s today, which wasn't at yesterday when I looked at this, uh, back into the 30s, Thursday and Friday, but sunny skies. And then Saturday, 54. Sunday, 55. Oof. Monday, 52. Tuesday, 45. Wednesday, 48. Thursday, 50. Um, Jeez. Okay. I can take that. I can deal with that. So looking pretty good with the uh, with the forecast and whatever little bits of snow that we've got uh, are uh, are likely going to be melted away over the course of the next few days. So warmer temperatures being ushered in today, especially a good looking weekend as well. And we got a good looking show for you today as well. It's a Wednesday, so it's what chaps your hide Wednesday. Your opportunity to get it off your chest, whatever it might be. Uh, people around you may not want to listen to you, but we will. And you can get a hold of us by telling us those things. The Rick Stein Recognition Text Line, 402 479 1400. Uh, we'll open up also the phone lines at 710 plus, at that same number, plus Facebook.com slash LNK today. We did, I did remember to get the post up <laughs> this week. So that was a nice post. I, I enjoyed the humor in that one. The, uh, the conversation should be robust there. Facebook.com slash LNK today. Uh, a little bit in the show. We will also have. John Bishop joining us. So that's what we've got going on. Uh, yesterday, the news of the day coming out of Omaha. Uh, a busy Target store in West Omaha just before noon and gunshots ring out. We now know that it was a man who had an AR-15 style rifle, 13 loaded rifle magazines in his possession and started shooting uh, at evidently now I'm still this is this is what I've heard from some of the uh, some of the eyewitnesses there at the store that was shooting at least at the outset toward the ceiling of the building and that perhaps would explain why nobody was hit in the short time while he was there shooting but nonetheless fired several rounds inside of the target store people taking shelter in dressing rooms in bathrooms hiding where they could, getting out if they could. At that point, 911 uh, was called, and authorities uh, had uh, said that ununiformed, or uh, uh, excuse me, uniformed, I should say, OPD patrol officers and a Nebraska state trooper arrived at the target. Uh, they encountered this white male suspect who was armed with the rifle. rifle. They tried to give him loud verbal commands, ordering him to drop the rifle, ordering him to get on the ground. Uh, an OPD officer after that apparently did not work, fired 
a service handgun, striking and killing the suspect. Fire personnel later declared that he was dead. Um, Police officers then conducted several searches of the store. At that point, they found bullet casings, but amazingly found no victims with this entire thing. I think that is most of what we know right now. We have not had a formal, extensive uh, brief from Omaha police at this point, uh, but that is what we know at this point. We do not have an identification publicly yet on who the the gunman in this case was, um, but we do know again uh, that that. A incredibly traumatic situation, a, a terrible one, right in the middle of the day on a on a Tuesday. Um, but we do know that we do not have injuries, we do not have deaths from the people who were inside the Target. But I'm sure a moment that they will never forget in their lives is there have been countless stories already of people who have barricaded themselves in, like I said, dressing rooms, in restrooms. At this point, arming themselves with whatever they could. A, a, a boot, uh, a, a chair that was in the in the dressing room in case it came to that, uh, but it did not. And then, of course, you had a huge staging area after that. You had state patrol, you had police. Uh, I presume you probably had some county sheriffs that were helping with that process as well uh, that were blocking the scene so no one could get in. They took people over to a, a Panera to try and uh, get information from people who were there, uh, find out more on that. And uh, boy, just a horrific, horrifically scary um, situation. Uh, and and one, frankly, in a city in Omaha that has already gone through uh, a, a lot of trauma uh, when it comes to a situation that was, had, unfortunately, some similarities to this one, unfortunately, and then that one, of course, ended uh, with a lot of lives being taken. And I'm referencing uh, the Von Maher shooting that would have been back in, and uh, somebody may have to look up the year for me on, on that one. I don't remember. I want to say like maybe 07, 08. December that 5th, was, 07. 07. December of 07 that that happened. So this is actually, I, I'm sorry, the 5th. Uh, okay. December 5th of, of 07. So. Um, 15, 16 years ago that that had happened in a city that's already been through the incredible trauma of a, of, of a random shooter at a, at a retail center that was incredibly busy, filled with people. So that's, um, that's what we've got in terms of the information. Again, uh, they expect a briefing later this morning. I don't know if there's a time that's been set on that. I'll be able I, to. I've not seen that. Okay. It has not come across uh, any of the wires that we get. Uh, we did, uh, I did learn this morning that they are planning on keeping that target closed today as they work on uh, the investigation. So. Okay. I'm um, not surprised about that, and I had, you know, I've got a lot of friends who uh, live in Omaha. I they we there was a, a text string going uh, eventually, and uh, one of them was like, "Yeah, we go to that place. I mean, that's the regular Target. We go to that all the time." One I believe that's said, a super Target. Yeah, it is. Uh, just looking at the pictures, yeah, it is. And uh, another friend who said, "My kids' school. My kids were in school four blocks away from there uh, during that time." So um, one that. One that hits close to home, obviously, there's probably somebody you know uh, that that hits very close to home with in one way or the other. But again, 
first question that you're always asking, I think, after you know um, that, that, that there were not casualties from this, is why? Why in the heck is something like this happening? Who is the person? Why were they doing what they were doing? Those we just don't, the, the, the police have been working on that, and they haven't said a whole lot about that so far. So we don't have any other information to give you on those items yet at this point this morning. It could very well be by the end of the show today we do have more information on that. Um, anything I missed on there? No, nope, uh, not on that, uh, although that was the second uh, fatal shooting by an Omaha officer within about a 24-hour period. I saw that. Uh, Monday yeah. night at Dino's Storage, uh, 38-year-old Stephen Dockin uh, was killed after a, a run-in with police. He'd broken into a, a storage unit. They confronted him. Uh, shots were fired. Both officers were injured. Uh, by the shots fired, and then uh, he was ultimately killed. Yeah, uh, my goodness, uh, just a uh, a busy, bad day um, for for law enforcement. I mean, um, and, and and you know, bad day is probably a not not the best way to say it because um, it was it was incredibly quick, heroic action that likely saved who knows. How many lives at, at, at this thing? If this guy, I mean, you know, you don't you don't know what the intent was in this situation. Um, if if he was in there with the gun, shooting at least at the beginning toward the air, but had plenty of ammunition. From what police have said, plenty of ammunition, and what was what was planned next in that whole thing. Um, I, I still am am interested in how how the response was as quick as it was exactly um you know was it uh, how how quickly they that i mean it had to be incredibly quick yes it, it, for, within for, minutes for, yeah with within minutes to to be in there but still minutes feel like hours in that situation uh, uh if you're if you're the, in that place 911 center received 29 calls from with uh from the area or within the store or immediately outside Right. I would imagine that by the time that second or third call came in with an active shooter in a retail store, uh, there was a, a lot of police um, that were dispatched or they just on their own if they and probably a couple of them in the area. Right. You know, that's a, a, a big retail area. Yeah. And, and a state trooper wasn't far away. And, and on something like that, they basically, as I understand it, put out a all- all uh, law enforcement first responders, uh, here's what's going on. Get at it. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, yeah. I've been, um, I've been to this target before. Yeah, it is. It is a super target, as you're mm-hmm. saying. I'm, I'm just recalling. Yeah, I, um, I've been there a few times. It's, it's just nearby a lot of places where um, I've had reason to be in Omaha, and so um, it's, uh, it's, it's a terrible situation. And it's another one of those things where. Feels like you see it on the news. You feel it you like you see. You know, it's been a lot of things like this in California lately, and then right away, it's um, it's in your own backyard here in Omaha. So more on that. How we've got. Uh, I mean, what we do know, by the way, gunman, according to Omaha Police Chief Todd Schmetterer, uh, is uh, gunman was white in his thirties, had plenty of ammunition. Uh, like I said, had fired shots, but it was unclear whether he was firing at anyone. Uh, again, name has not been released yet at this point. Uh, police at last report don't know how many shots were fired, although they did find the bullet casings inside the store. 
And then, like I had said before, that first contact with OPD uh, and other authorities when they arrived, the gunman was given numerous verbal commands to drop the rifle, um, did not comply at that point. And so one officer took action at that point and, uh, as we said, uh, connected and killed that gunman through that and and like you said of course they've they they did a search right away three times made sure everyone was okay and they'll continue to be in doing investigation around that area as well um and then just hearing i mean you've heard a lot of uh, inter- interviews with the people who are in the store um some of the people were going out the back door at that point because this was in the front of the store so they were going out to the back some of them went to the nearby sleep number store to seek refuge um, during that whole time as well. Um, and you had a bunch, like you said, you had a bunch of, uh, bunch of different retail right around there. So you had people going into these other stores to take refuge if they were able to get out, if they were nearby and they were getting out and they were locking the doors at those stores then, uh, to make sure that nobody could get in here at that point and, and helping out the people who had, who had taken refuge away from the target at that point. So. Uh, anyway, that is uh, that is what we've got there. Uh, in terms of in terms of other news this morning, uh, you had a clip there from the governor who made it official yesterday. Uh, he will be endorsing Suzanne Geist for mayor. Something that we talked about briefly yesterday, but she picks up that endorsement along with Lincoln Police Union from last week and uh, moving in with some momentum to the to Lincoln's mayor's race, which isn't that far away which is not that far away as we talked about yesterday. We are uh, two months and just a little bit of change from that election taking place. And so I would expect at some point here in the next couple, three weeks, that will probably really ramp up in a number of ways, um, Only not only in terms of the visibility, um, in, in advertising and those sorts of things, but probably as well in, in news releases and stories, um, I don't know if there are primary debates that are scheduled in this thing. I know there's uh, been one talked about, but I'm not okay. sure. Um, so I don't know if there's a primary debate uh, that will happen with them. Oh, I, I mean, for that matter, I don't know if there there will be a general. But again, as we talked about yesterday, it's kind of a quick turnaround. The primary happens in the first week of April, and then the general happens one month from then, uh, the first week of May, roughly one month from then uh, in the first week of May. So all is said and done, and I mean, we're going to be completely done with this thing uh, three weeks and a few days from today. Uh, and you'll know who your your either their next three mayor months. is, or if you have three yeah, months. excuse me, three months, three months uh, on that as well. So um, that's uh, among the things going on. Anything else, uh, Mark? Well, kind of a uh, tough story with an 85 year old Lincoln uh, woman uh, pop up on her computer. She called the number. Uh, any, anyway, ended up transferring and got a, got scammed out of fifty three thousand dollars. Um. Went went personally to her bank and made the transfer. So you've, you've got to wonder, uh, you know, an elderly person going into a bank if should have been a little more scrutiny on that or a little more questioning. But uh, you know, you can't really second guess what happened. But uh, terrible situation yeah. there. So, My goodness, um, a lot yeah. of a lot of legislative action. We're getting into the committee hearings. Uh, our Jeff Mall, our, our good friend Jeff Mall, was one of the testifiers on the convention. Yeah, so pretty, uh, pretty uh, compelling testimony, and there was a lot of uh, uh, people that uh, spoke in favor of the of uh, Senator Wishart's um, 
a proposal for sixty million. And right now, uh, Senator Wisher is scheduled to be our guest fri- uh, Friday on Lincoln Business Beat to oh. talk about this. So okay, we'll, that's where we'll go into a, a kind of That'll a be deep good. dive. It'll be uh, interesting to kind of get her assessment of uh, the chances of of uh, this bill in the full legislature and. And you know, kind of what the what the overall philosophy is going to be, not only from the legislature but the governor himself. When we're talking about all of these spending projects, he's going to be deluged with. When you talk about the money that's available with yep. this and, whole thing, and, and how how do you pick between them? How do you evaluate them? All of those questions. Well, we, we may get uh, a little bit of an indication because the governor is going to be testifying on uh, one of the bills this morning. He's going. He's. I think he's testifying this week on four different pieces of legislation the first one is on the revenue so. okay all right so we will uh we'll see about that and nebraska basketball well <laughs> d- just when you think hey you know what it's uh this season it's just it, there's been some real bad fortune it's you know and it's uh, i'm going to emotionally disconnect because uh, i had my hopes up and they got stomped on so badly and so i just can't take the micro stompings along the way <laughs> and then they do what they did yesterday and they take the lead in the second half about 10 minutes left in the game they look like they're red hot shooting from 3 uh-huh. uh illinois looks flummoxed by the entire thing and then Basically, nothing goes right the rest of the game, and they lose it. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an accurate assessment. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Got the lead um, with twelve to go, and then nothing went right the rest of the yep. way. There's just could not get could not. <laughs> and Derek Walker fouls out. They then could not figure out anything with the offense. The offense was just driving into a a bunch of trees in the middle of the mm-hmm. lane for. Illinois turnovers were out of control before and after, frankly, Nebraska yeah. went on this run to tie the game. And it was uh, it was a frustrating one to watch, without a doubt. Uh, they had moments of playing incredibly well. Uh, they shot threes uh, a lot better than they have, at least at times, during the course of the season. They went on runs. They fought back from deficits like mm-hmm. three different times in the yeah. game. They kept Illinois, right when Illinois was going to blow that game out. It looked like probably three times in the game, Nebraska fought and fought and fought and, and got back in the thing. So there was all that on the positive side and then on the negative side. Just ridiculous, constant turnovers. Yeah, they just, just just hurt themselves. I mean, I know, I know. Fred Hoiberg talks about. And I'll have it in my sports clip, but the the team just doesn't run very well without Derek Walker. Derek Walker has been in some kind of funk lately. I know he's been getting called for some ticky tack fouls, but there's a lot of him just standing past the ball, not really attacking on offense for large stretches of the game. And it, yeah, when when this team is really really good. You get some quality Derek Walker. We just haven't seen that. Yeah. It looked like they were kind of going in the lane without much of a, especially when he was out, but just kind of going in the lane without much of a plan and then trying to pass it in between the lane. And Illinois is a big team. They block a lot of shots. And it just, during the last 10 minutes of the game, it just wasn't working. All right, 627, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. 12 degrees in the capital city. On our way to a high of uh, 40 a little bit later on the show. What Chap Shad Wednesday? Still time for you to go to facebook.com slash LNK today with Jack and Friends and register what Chaps your hide there. Or you can text it into the Rick Stein Recognition text line 402-479-1400 or those actual phone lines will be open for calls at 710 as well. You might have to get... Get around the usual suspects, if you know what I mean, for that coming up at 710. But we should have time for you as well. A little bit later, we'll count out the five things people are talking about today. Uh, and we'll have John Bishop that is joining us. And he is joining us at 835 this morning. Um, all right. I was able to get um, some of the sound uh, to start off the sound off from uh, Omaha's police chief, uh, Todd Schmatterer. Uh, uh, this is yesterday. We still don't have anything new this morning yet for him or from OPD on the, uh, on the incident at Target. Uh, the latest that I've got is, uh, it looks like a, uh, late last night is a press release from OPD and I relayed all of the information into that during the first segment there, but let's hear a little bit about what the police chief yesterday had to say. He had a AR-15 rifle with him and plenty of ammunition. There's evidence to suggest with shell casings that he entered the target and was firing rounds. All right, uh, more on that. It's unknown at this time if he was firing at anybody. We did a search for any victims, customers, workers, because there were some people hiding in there. We could not find anybody that has been hurt. Okay, so uh, again, just repeating a lot of, of what we had said earlier there, but that is the actual quote yesterday at the makeshift press conference there by Omaha's police chief. 29 911 calls came in during the time, and it's still it, it's it's still amazing to me that there was able to be a, a response to that that was quick enough um, to prevent any, you know, even any further. I don't know what the plan was here, um, but to even prevent even more shots happening, given all the ammo mm-hmm. that the guy had, let alone uh, shots at people with this whole thing. So that was incredible. Um, and maybe we'll get more detail on exactly how that worked uh, when the police speak, or perhaps we get another release today, but still nothing more further than that. that that's a target that a lot of people have gone to, as we talked about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, like, like it's just, there's just a lot. It's, it's an, it's an area that you, you tend to be in, especially if you're coming from Lincoln mm-hmm. to Omaha a lot for various reasons, big retail area, um, right there on the, on the, on the West side of town, of course. And, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's one that I've I've been out uh, I've been at several times, and and a lot of you probably have as well. And so. you hear some of the stories from yesterday of just the. You know how sometimes you, you go to Target, it's a very planned thing. It's, oh, we're always going to go get groceries or something, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's on a whim. And there were, there were a lot of people yesterday that was just, oh, it was on a whim. My, my, my kid needed something. I needed something. Sure. And you, you were going in for one or two items, and then that happens. Yeah, this is, uh, by the way, 17, uh, uh, 17, 8, 10 West Center Road is the location of of this Target. So if you're... You're wondering, of course, West Center is um, a whole bunch of, like I said, just a a whole bunch of retail that's that's on there um, that uh, that you know uh, makes it probably fairly familiar even to people who are who are not uh, ones that spend a lot of time in in Target necessarily. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, that is uh, that's all I've got now. Uh, the update there again. We'll pass along whatever we get here, which we I think we probably will a little bit later during the uh, during the store. Um, all right, moving on to some uh, national things. Uh, we we were going to get to this. We didn't get to this yesterday, but a couple of different things on this about uh, some federal decisions um, that in name and. Uh, a state of emergency with COVID, and then some of the student debt issues that are still kind of hanging in the air right now that may end up at the Supreme Court uh, while people are wondering, okay, is this going to happen or is this not? The official end date is May 11th, and it's not up to the Supreme Court. It's the president's decision to declare an emergency and also end an emergency, and he's doing just that. But the fight that is happening in the Supreme Court is whether or not Biden's student loan bailout, paying off $20,000 of student debt on taxpayers' dime is constitutional or not. And even though the public health emergency is scheduled to end May 11th, the payment pause on student loan payments does not begin back up until the end of June, even though the emergency is ending in the middle of May, and that's if the Biden administration does not decide to extend that pause yet again. All right, so point is, the actual forgiveness for those who are eligible is going to be dependent on what the Supreme Court does. Keep in mind the makeup of the Supreme Court. If you're banking on that, I wouldn't I wouldn't make plans around that, <laughs> frankly, right. for better or for worse. I wouldn't make plans on uh, on that actually happening. And then number 2 though, uh, as as she said as she added there, um the the payment pause is still going on even beyond the date when that emergency is now scheduled to end. So that goes into June, could be extended further, could end at that point as well. But that's also something to to keep an eye on here. So that loan, so the the pause on the the loan payments actually helped me out a little bit over the last couple of years. Yeah. Because I was able to take the money that I would have been using towards those payments uh, because I had loans from a couple different providers. This last month, I paid off one of those from a different provider because I was just able to use all of that money on the one Knowing that oh, this on is the, coming up on the federal ones, as opposed to other ones that you still had to pay for. Yeah, you're saying yeah. yeah so I still had some that I had to pay during, yeah. that, that were non-federal. Right. Got got one of those paid off. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Being out of debt is fun. I've heard part partially working to get that. <laughs> I, I've heard being out of student debt is fun. I, some, Sounds some, like a great place. Some, when I'm 80, I'll tell you what that feels like. 
Uh, all right. The, uh, big news overseas. A whole lot of people in the uh, UK are striking. What's going on exactly? It's the largest coordinated strike in a generation. Civil servants, train drivers and university lecturers downing tools. But the majority of the 500,000 strikers are teachers. It is just so hard. It is just so tiring. There aren't enough of us doing all of the work that needs to be done. Education unions say today is 10 years in the making, a decade of neglect affecting pay, recruitment and resources. It's claimed 85% of English schools are fully or partially closed. The government says demands for more money will only fuel inflation. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. All right. Wow. Mm. That does not sound like it's going well. No. Yikes. (laughs) Uh... All right, you know how uh, you and I both checked uh, that uh, chat GPT chat box thing? Yeah. We messed around with it, yeah. and, and it was kind of spurred on by these stories that we're hearing that students were using it to write papers with it, essentially, uh, at, at various level. Well, chat GPT is hearing the concerns of your teachers and your universities uh, around the country, and they say, okay, okay. We're going to take care of this. We've got a safeguard on this. See if you think it'll work. After weeks of discussions at schools and colleges, the company that makes the chatbot, ChatGPT, releases a tool to help detect if students are using it. Even so, the company says it's impossible to reliably distinguish all AI-written texts from human writing. Students immediately began experimenting with ChatGPT after OpenAI released it in November, prompting many large school districts to ban its use. Educators say they're concerned the use of chatbots may fuel academic dishonesty and hinder learning. Carmen Roberts. Fox News. Wait, so so what is the what's the actual safeguard? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I thought she was going to tell us that. I was very... because, because she said that it's they're they're working to determine whether or not somebody is a student. Yes. It is it just check this box if you're 18. Yes. Uh I've got a story and it says the same way. It calls it just a tool and then it doesn't define it. OpenAI cautions its new tool, like others already available, is not foolproof. The method for detecting the text is imperfect, and it'll be wrong sometimes. Okay, well, what is it exactly? What hey, is... Hey, hey, Jack. The Jack. Don't matter. Ain't gonna stop us, all right? That ain't gonna stop congrats. us. Congrats. All right? All right? We're gonna... We're gonna... We'll, we'll, like we always do, we'll find, we'll find a way around it. We'll be okay. You know, we'll just have it write 50% of our paper, and then we'll, we'll edit it from there, make it our own. You know, okay. They bring them, bring one, bring them all. Well, like I said, there's a cop in the studio, Matt. Stop I mean, it right now. Like you should be proud. Like, like uh, don't. congratulations. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't condone uh, academic dishonesty. Would never do it. And um, you know, it's uh, we we yeah. This doesn't matter because I never use Chat GPT anyway. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm still looking for any description of of how the tool works exactly, and I can't find much. So, uh, great luck. I'm sure it works great. Um. <clears throat> moving on. Uh. Hey, if your somebody uses eye drops uh frequently, be careful. 
Be careful. Reports uh, with one brand of a very specific and maybe serious infection that goes along with it. The CDC says it's identified at least 50 people in 11 states with Pseudomonas aeruginosa. It's bacteria resistant to most antibiotics. And most of the people infected with it say they had used preservative-free Esricare artificial tears before it happened. One person died when the bacteria got into their bloodstream. Others developed eye infections. Others wound up with respiratory or urinary tract infections. It's not known yet if the people affected had underlying conditions that would have made them more susceptible. Jill Nato, Fox News. Wait. Someone... Someone got a UTI from eye drops? From eye drops. This, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm understanding. I'm going to need to see the science on this one. Jeez. Uh, we had a story, Caleb, a couple of weeks ago uh, about a, a gas station owner. And I can't remember what the city was. It was in a bigger city, though. But was having problems with people loitering around the outside yeah, of a, I, I remember a convenience seeing, yeah. store. And so the solution was to play a lot of classical and opera music and uh like they even bought him in for like an interview on fox news and he was like yeah it works they hate it it's amazing <laughs> and i'm like that's kind of okay that's a, he's not the only one now this is actually happening overseas as well i, I guess people in 2023 at least those who are inclined to be loiterers have a just a disdain for classical music, which is which is odd. Take a listen. It was Taylor Swift who sang You Need to Calm Down, but staff at McDonald's in the Welsh town of Wrexham have more traditional tastes. In order to bring unruly youths under control, they're to play classical music after 5pm. 20 to 30 local teenagers are the problem, say police. Reports of assault, a fire extinguisher being set off and coins thrown at staff. Actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney buying the local soccer team have put the town in the spotlight and officials are determined to stop a small minority ruining the fun. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Well, that was a that was a crazy thing to throw in there at the end. Well, it's it, it it's slightly topical still because now, like like he said there, Wrexham is in the spotlight. They, they've had uh, one of their their last matches was on ESPN Plus. Like they're they're getting a lot more worldwide coverage simply because of uh, Rob McElhenney and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Having a, a stake in this town and that so team. there's like there thirty hoodlums who are ruining the reputation though. They're, they're just and like, then going to the McDonald's and throwing the fire extinguishers around or something. Well, the, those those kids were probably fine like five years ago, and now they're all like, "Gosh, no!" Those uh, that guy from Always Sunny and Deadpool are here, so uh, so we got to make sure the town looks great. Well, okay. But again, they're they're loitering, they're doing things they shouldn't be at the McDonald's, and they're playing. I I feel like this is uh this is not the message we want to be sending about the the value of classical music. <laughs> no, yeah, we're teaching our teenagers this is something that we get that you kind of don't like, so we're going to use it to repel you. I also think the most point. random part of that clip was throwing in the Taylor Swift lyrics right at the beginning. Yeah, like what did that have? To, does she fall under classical music Again, in, in any way? Couldn't they play like? Cotton Eye Joe on repeat or something that actually is incredibly I come on Eileen for 17 hours okay, straight. I like that song. Be I careful. do too. 17 hours in? Just get, uh, you know, I don't know. I, we How all, much Eileen do we need? We all have various artists and songs that we very much dislike. Tub thumping? 
Yeah, it's a catchy song. I don't know. Plus, that's about plus that's about like <laughs> urine people getting drunk and going out and have a good time. I don't think that's what you want to have the kids do. So, I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I feel uh, I don't think Ed Polichick would be very happy about this. No, no, uh, we, we encourage the play of classical music here. And uh, since we're going to bring in Chad here right after the break and talk cops, I feel like we at least have to get out uh, the information that one of the most successful cop franchise movies of all time. Just when you think they're probably done, they're probably not making any sequels to this one. No, Will Smith is it? Yes, I was and ask Martin was bad. Boy. And Mar- uh, Mike Lowry are back. <laughs> they're never going to quit making these things. Another bad boys is coming. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are back together again. Officially, Smith took to Instagram to let fans know about the impending sequel he filmed himself driving over to Lawrence's house. Bad The duo will reunite for a fourth film in the Bad Boys franchise. The third one, Bad Boys for Life, reunited Smith and Lawrence after 25 years. The first was released in 1995 and made $65.8 million at the worldwide box office. 2003's Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys for Life respectively earned $273.3 million and $426.5 million globally. Michelle Polino, Fox News. I'm kind of surprised. That second one was not good. The second one was a huge come down from the first one. First one was great. Mm-hmm. Tay Leone, yes. Mike Lowry. Didn't you show me a clip the other I, day? I, sh- from... I showed you a clip this one a couple weeks ago. Ooh, but... Which one was that from? That was that, that was the, the first sequels? of the. It was from whichever one when uh, had to be when, one of the sequels when Lawrence's daughter is yeah. going to go on a date, yeah. and so it was the second one. Yeah. So then, then he, uh, he and Will Smith meet the kid at the door, and they're like, "You can take my daughter out. I'll go back to prison." <laughs> and there was a lot of other language in the middle of that too that I'm not going to say here. All right. Well, once again, eh, eh, there. I mean, everything. What did I? There was another TV show. Darn. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, I saw they're uh, rebooting Frasier now on TV. Like, honestly, this is an honest, honest guy question. It would be interesting to have sometime. Is there any franchise, TV or movie or anything that just somehow avoided being rebooted? Is there anything left to reboot at this point? Gumby? Th- think on that. Gumby, I think, has been rebooted. I think has been. I think that I think there was a Gumby movie within the last twenty years. So Rocket I, Power. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Maybe we can come up with some later. All right, six fifty three. <laughs> it's L N K today with Jack and Friends Officer Chad's next on K L I N. When they done it, and now L P T needs your help. Crime Stoppers on L N K today. All right. We got a couple ideas for things that haven't been rebooted. What did you say, Chad? Barney Miller. Barney Miller. And Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome Back. I bet, just, well, I bet Welcome Back, Cotter still gets rebooted. I have a feeling. You, just, you can't bring Travolta back. Though, no, I know. But never that, pull the hair They'll just the put him in as a cameo. That's what they do is they put the. Okay. It's like yeah. that. Uh, they just rebooted that 70s show. And they brought back. So the, I just watch. It's uh, that 90s that show. That 90s show. show. And they all have like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. They have cameos in yeah, the thing. I, Fez had a. Or, uh, Fez. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama. Wilmer Valderrama. Fez, He has yes. kind of a supporting role. 
and he was Chez Fez. Okay. Yes, okay. I I'm well, a here's big the thing. Show fan. I we're no longer the demo for that show. Yeah, that's like oh. that. That's that's the thing is when when well, they, when you reboot some of this. Okay, we are no longer the demo. If if we were trying to identify with them as high school and young adults, well, who's going to okay. watch it then? Their kids. But if they didn't watch the OG, why do they care about the new one? Just, they they might just be interested in watching a show on Netflix. I, I I turn it on for background noise when I'm in the garage, okay. and I burn through the whole first season that way. Yeah, all right. I haven't watched yeah. it yet. It wasn't okay. awful. Not going to win any awards. Uh, I, it it was right. it was good enough to pass the time. Yeah. Uh, did you yeah. like Bad Boys? Loved Bad Boys, okay, you especially did. Bad Boys Two. Right. With, with and it's just like the type of cop work you do too. So oh, that's yeah, really totally, totally. I think that's nice and relatable. Uh, car chases, shootouts, uh, <laughs> throwing corpses out of vans on the highway it happens all the time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! All right, yeah. that's what I thought. I assumed that's what it was like, but I just had to make sure. Uh, yeah, I I haven't experienced that day at work, thankfully. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, tell us uh, tell us what you guys are working on this week. All right, we're going to try Rick and Morty sweatshirt, just because I liked his sweatshirt. Uh, this guy went into Burger King on the 21st of December and paid for his Big Mac, or not a Big Mac, excuse me, his Whopper with yeah, a fake geez. $100 bill. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Whopper, Whopper, Well, you got to be careful what you say. That commercial, that commercial is the ultimate earworm now. And I picked mustache and a mullet because I used to have a mullet, and it was pretty oh God, sweet. Got to see pictures. Uh, this is from the ninth of December. Uh, this guy went into J.C. Penney's with a pal of his. They went in the store, just grabbed about three hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff, ran out the door. We have caught the first person. We just haven't been able to identify Mister Mullet Man. So we're kind of okay. after him right now. All right, uh, just walked out at J.C. Penney. All right. Yeah, I guess that's what and you then, do now. And then the Burger King guy, the Rick and Morty guy, he had a counterfeit $100 bill. Is that what you yes, said? Yes, it was a fake $100 I, bill. I think I've asked you this before, but if somebody, if if I got one of the counterfeit bills that you guys have recovered, okay, am I going to know right off the bat that it's Some fake? of them, yes, very obviously are, are fake. The texture is wrong. The weight of the paper is wrong. <laughs> it says funny money on well, it. Well, some of them will actually say movie prop, yeah. not negotiable, um, fake money, okay, things like that. If you can tell, it's obviously been run off on a color copier. Right. That's kind of a hint. It feels like printer paper. There's there's about a dozen different security measures in anything over I think a ten now. Okay. Sir, I just watched Catch Me If You Can again, which was a great flick, by the way. So I I can spot these things. <laughs> wow, should I just call you Frank from now on? Probably. But you think there might be some that would fool? There's some of the better ones would oh, fool yes. me. Some some of the better ones would fool a lot of people. Okay. They're very convincing. Interesting. Interesting. Nothing like paying for your uh, your uh, Whopper with a hundred dollar bill, though fake hundred dollars. Yeah, I would think that that would be the first clue that yeah. something is off. <laughs> Probably. All right. Uh, very good. How can people help out if they would like to? Uh, you can go look at all the stories at LincolnCrimeStoppers.com. You can leave an anonymous tip there or give us a call at 402-475-3600. All right. Thank you very much, Chad. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, all right. guys. 7 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. From the Momo Pizzeria and Restaurante. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm Sarah Traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Welcome in 708, 13 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you back with us. It's Wednesday morning. You know what that means. It's time to get it off your chest with what chaps your eye. Wednesday. Uh, let it go into the ether and feel better afterwards. Be a more positive, pleasant, impactful person in our community. Phone lines are open for you right now. 402-479-1400. The Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. You can also text in your chaps to the same number. Uh, and also open Facebook.com slash LNK today. And so we are busy already and we got the phone lines starting to jam up as we start, so let's get things going right away today. Batting the leadoff for us is the one and only that Paul. That Paul, good morning. What chaps your hide? Baby names. <laughs> what is up with women and the baby names they're using? I say women because men appear to have no say in the matter. I'm seeing birth announcements, announcements and pictures of these poor souls with names so horrendous. You wonder, how were the mothers allowed to take the babies home? <laughs> names like Dylan. D-Y-L-L-Y-N. <laughs> oh, Caleb, you've heard of Millicent? How about vanilla scent with a V for a boy? Oh, oh and the twins, Lamangelo and Orangelo, spelled lemon jello and orange jello. <laughs> and my personal favorite of all time, Cheyenne. Only there's no C. They spelled it capital S H Y, capital A N N. With a hyphen, I and you absolutely know what this poor girl will have to do for a career when she grows up. I just pray that we will still need personal injury attorneys in twenty years. I gotta go. I knew someone Cheyenne spelled almost exactly that same way. Yes, just they, wait, they, I've never. They, heard they didn't of that. capitalize the the a. But it was in Loop City like 20 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Um, now, he, he said, Millicent, we do call when, when Millie is being especially evil at home, Maleficent. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought he said at first. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. How did he hear about that? I, I, don't, I think I maybe told that story one time. Maleficent, yes. Uh, right. If she's given us kind of an old lady look, she's Mildred. <laughs> 
she's got she's got like a dozen names. How does a how does a toddler give you an old lady look exactly? Very, very well. I don't know what that even means. Okay, just kind of like a like a soft smile, but kind of pierced lips and all right, like, interesting. Like they, you shouldn't have done that. Mm. All right, mom. You and I are going to have a talk. Back, uh, back to the uh, phones. Uh, ben is next today. Good morning, Ben. What's chapping your hide? Hey, God. You know that Paul kind of uh, reminded me. I, I'm past that stage in life, but talking about the baby names, there is no one more vulgar than in-laws who want to be grandparents. <laughs> With all, you know you. You're sitting down at Cheddar's after church, <laughs> and they're asking you what your plans are for after lunch, and you know, kind of winking, giving that little thing, and, you know. And then I, then I'm the bad guys for saying I'll baste that turkey when I'm good and ready. <laughs> <laughs> after Cheddar's, nothing, nothing gets you ready for that like Cheddar's. I'm assuming, <laughs> right? <laughs> Church cheddars and hello. Before I get myself get you guys an FCC fine, but no woman is interested in that after cheddars. <laughs> that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Uh, all right, got anything else, Ben? No, that, that's uh, it. All that's right, it for today. Good. All right, thank you very much, Ben. Have a good one. Here you go. <laughs> Think about that every time I drive down O Street now. Well, I can't use this gift card to Cheddar's now. I mean, <laughs> I mean now well, that I know the expectations, I mean, let's regift it. Hold on, is there is there any? I'll like, give it to my brother-in-law. I don't think you could concoct in a lab a less sexy situation than church and going to Cheddar's with your in-laws, and then and finishing that up and being like. Well, after all that, there's no choice, right? Wink, so, wink, uh, wink, so, wink. so you enjoyed the word of God, huh? What about these, uh, these, these uh, croissants? Yeah, you like those? You want to go for the triple crown? Church cheddar and cha-chas. <laughs> there, there are other chaps like on the text line on Facebook. <laughs> It's hilarious. Your in-laws are trying to, <laughs> boy, boy, they, boy, this uh, buffalo chicken wrap is really good. Don't you agree, Ben? <laughs> Can't stop thinking about it. We'll turn all of our mics off. All right, we'll go to the. I wonder what's for dessert. <laughs> stop it. Stop, stop. Just try the concept of your in-laws trying to get you in the mood of After church, I can't get enough of that. Um, all right. Sorry, I'll get off that one. Let's go to the uh, to the text line, shall we? Uh, on the text line, if I can push the right buttons here to be able to see it, we have got text from uh, OG Steven. Oh, look. Flashing yellow lights at drive time at busy intersections. <laughs> that's that's a that's a not a new one. There you go. Did we ever uh, get the the how to approach a flashing left arrow? Did we ever get the details? From uh, yeah, Officer we, Chad. Officer Chad told us off air, didn't he? Yeah, he was he like did. you definitely pull out into the intersection. Mm-hmm. You take mm-hmm. the intersection yeah, on a flashing yellow. Definitely pull out, but into not the necessarily on a steady. Yellow. You take the intersection like your in laws told you to. Okay, <laughs> Gary. Gary says, uh, "Good morning. What chaps my hide? Box office results. Do it by tickets sold, not by money made. Pricing tickets of 1975 is completely different than price of tickets sold today. Do they really not have some kind of an inflation adjuster on those things? They do. 
They do that. They do. Okay. They mail in percent too. That's why I came up here. They they have a so uh when like uh Endgame came out for uh Marvel, like during the first okay. couple of weeks, for a while it was like the largest grossing movie, but like adjusted for inflation, Spider-Man, I think it was two, mm-hmm. with the other, the, yeah, Spider-Man 2 is like the highest inflation measured grossing movie of all time. But if I no, pull Gone up, with the Wind is. If I, is it gone, gone with the Wind? Yeah, it, it, it's been Gone with the Wind. Like, Hold on, if I pull up, I thought it was Spider-Man 2 for a while. It was like the number one <laughs> Spider-Man superhero. 2 is not even close. Okay. Really? What oh, is for it? For superhero, maybe. For superhero. But you're saying there is... That this is a there stat. is, there is, there is. This is a stat that's called adjusted something. This is still, Adjusted growth. That's not like the main list, though. The main list is just net dollars. Yeah, when when they announce that's, them that's as... That's what like, Gary's saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... There's there's two ways to to know what people are talking and about, that, right? And frankly, that's more interesting is tickets sold. Why is there not a ticket sold measure? I don't care how many people saw the movie. That's the true measure of how popular it is. But like and how but just soaked because, into the culture that it is. But if there's 300 million tickets sold, that's not 300 million people seeing the movie because I can go to a movie four times. Okay, well, whatever. I, that, I mean, that, that doesn't bother me okay. about that. Message. Well, no, I was just trying to pull holes in that argument. Yeah. That, that, but also, too, like tickets, yeah, tickets cost differently as well, not only just adjusted right. with inflation. So. Right. I like it. I agree oh, this also Gary. has the uh, esti- estimated number of tickets sold, by oh, the way. Oh, does it? Okay. All right. I, I think Gary makes a good point. Uh, Midtown Dave's chaps. The bathroom sinks at Pinnacle Bank Arena. There's about five inches between where the water comes out and the bottom of the sink. If I twist my hands or whatever, half the time part of my hand hits the bottom of the sink, I get grossed out, start all over, and go back to the soap dispenser. It's like playing Operation, right, uh, with that thing it getting really your hands? Is. And there, I don't know if I've noticed that. but I uh, think that's my favorite. What chaps are hide that I've ever witnessed on the show because I have done the same exact thing maybe a half a dozen times at PBA. I've never, it is ridiculous. I'm going to have to check that out when I go back there. I might be there here on so, Sunday. Sometimes like, if you get really close, like your wrists kind of start hitting like the faucet like when yeah. you're trying to do it. Like it gets really bad. And like also too, like the sink in general is so small that I feel crammed in when there are like multiple people around me washing my hands. As long as we're talking about bathroom sinks, the thing that chaps my hide about bathroom sinks is there used to be on bathroom sinks when they started doing the touchless things, there was very obviously a sensor somewhere on it <laughs> yeah. that you could put your hand and like wave in front of it, sure. right? To get the Now, technology has somehow progressed in the touchless sink industry so much so that there is often no visible sensor. And I don't know how it's telling. And so here I am after having just used the restroom and I'm taking my hands and I'm doing like I'm voguing around you the, are you are the flight sink. control I'm doing every hand gesture I can around like, that thing to get it to turn the, it off I'm I'd like my, you walk into a spider web right it's like I'm putting my hands in and out I'm trying to make enough mo- whatever it does to trip the dang sink to come on wacky wavy <laughs> drives me nuts there used to be that black line yeah there's always have, a black line there used to be it at the bottom kinda, and you could just wave in front of it and it always worked the worst thing ever now one not the worst thing ever but one of the worst things ever is when you like put your hand there and it's not going and then you like pull it yeah, out to pull reset it and, then, and, and, then and then there it goes. starts going again there I'm like, what are we I doing I do that all the time now and I can't figure out where it is that I'm turning the thing on but it's not just putting my hands under it that doesn't do it it drives me nuts I'll be honest guys I am not overly concerned about the the bathroom sink situation especially at Husker games considering 
we've all lived with the trough situations. Yes. I mean, I, I, I'm not overly concerned with what the rest right. of the bathrooms are doing here. Look, okay. look. And, and, you're, and I feel like you're bringing it up because you know I grew up in Wrigley Field. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with the trough. Yeah. I think, you know, there's nothing more. No, there, I'm bringing it up because that's what you always had at, yeah. at Devaney. Oh, is that I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know Devaney had troughs. Look, I'm a big trough guy in terms of a, a of a team. You know, it really brings you closer together. It really brings the bonds to, to the team and gets it really going. All right, Christian Olate that says, uh, Major we Chaps. Need, we really didn't need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. no, and Major no, Chaps, no. Uh, still mad that John Baylor called out Travis Kelsey for calling the Cincinnati marriage a brony. You don't get to call Arrow Stadia, Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead and not be called out on it. Aftab Perviel, uh, is that his name? Aftab Perviel, the Cincinnati mayor. Pervel? Pervel. He said he deserved it. Yeah, Baylor went a little, I thought Baylor went a little bit hard on Kelsey yesterday. There was a little He rough. was a li- I was like, okay. You could probably tell in my reaction to the whole thing. I mean, let's, who, who took the fun police out and put them on duty? Yeah, I, I get it. Kelsey's thing. got a platform. He's also not going to tell everyone what? in that moment oh. to, to go study for the ACT. Yeah, I don't know. That was, I was, <laughs> I was having a hard time uh, mustering. And I got no dog in the hunt. I had a real hard time mustering up a whole lot of righteous indignation at that. I thought it was funny. <clears throat> trash. Listen, yeah, yes, the NFL isn't like it. Yes, there's trash talk in the NFL. There should be. It's fun. I trash talk in college football all the time. I'm not a Neanderthal. I'm a very, I'm a Renaissance man, many people say. Susan says, having to come home uh, from Southern California vacation and having to go back to work, hashtag, I want to retire. Yes. Yes. Uh, Patsy says, the crazy yellow traffic lights, but surprised when there are traffic lights that actually have green arrows. (laughs) Well, most of them have green arrows. They just don't turn on when you expect them to, right? I I, I assume I assume that's what she. I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know the <laughs> amount. I am so deluged with <clears throat> yellow arrow, yellow traffic light chaps over the last five years of this that I can't even separate what it is that actually. There's a solution to that. Making people mad. The fair tax. Well, uh, <laughs> just put in another roundabout. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Suzanne says, winter, cold, ice, my hide is chapped. Yes, I'm with you, too. Oh, Becca has, uh, chapped, uh, Jack's overuse of the word, essentially. Um, Becca Thompson, also absolutely, when he wants to change a topic. And then, moving on, chapping my hide. You only ever use moving on during morning drive. Yeah, that's how I move from... One to the other, moving on. Like when we're moving on from three to two. I guess I could come up with another transition word. And now... Yeah. Next. And do better. Uh, I overuse the word essentially. Uh, Okay. I'll keep that in mind. You know what my favorite is while we're talking about what chaps your hide? When people use what chaps your hide to specifically critique the radio show and the host. That is my favorite. I love it. It is so right on point with what I love about this whole segment. (laughs) Uh, Karen... Uh, says filing federal income taxes, chapping her hide. Yes. Kim says guns are chapping her hide. Daniel says snowmageddon forecasts when nomageddons is what we get. <laughs> Clever. That is definitely right. Clever. That is definitely right. And I'm going to repeat mine from earlier in the week because we've got time left and I think I've been through everyone's. 
Uh, for those of you who are youth sports parents uh, <laughs> or have youth sports uh, grandkids or maybe will become youth sports, this is just something to watch out for. The, the, the lack of um, uh, uh, intensity, interest in getting schedules out for, say, a weekend event of games... Uh, the the lack of importance in doing that in a timely matter is insane. It is incredible. I mean, you've got a, a, any given weekend in the city, you've got a huge chunk of parents who have no idea if they've got anything <laughs> Friday night, Saturday all day, Sunday all day, and what time they might have that. Mm-hmm. And they also don't know when they're going to find that out. <laughs> they might find it out today. They might find it out tomorrow. They don't quite know for sure. In a lot of cases, how they'll find it out. Is it going to be an email from the coach? Is this on an app? Is there a website that you can find this? How do people live like that? I can't. I, I had finally gotten out of this world. I had gotten out of the youth sports world and into the high school sports world, which is amazing because you know what? High school sports calendars are out like two full years in advance. It's amazing. Youth sports calendars are out, if you're lucky, two days in advance. There's got to be a better way. There has got to be. Got to be an app for that. There is, but it's not updated ever. I've got one right now. My daughter's a volleyball tournament. You know when she plays this weekend? No. No idea. I don't either. I don't know when I'll know. I have no idea. All right. That's mine. How about that snap whatever that thing was? See if they've got an answer for you. Snapchat? No, the... Chat the chat GBT? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See if they've got an answer. All right. I will win in my daughter's volleyball games this weekend. All right. We will uh we will take a break. It's 725. It's LNK. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, without for, er, without any, I should say, further ado, let's get started with number five. Omaha police shot and killed a man that had an AR-15 style rifle when he went into a Target store about 180th and West Center Road in Omaha yesterday about noon. No customers or employees were wounded. Uh, two officers and a state trooper were uh, went into the store, confronted the man, told him to drop the rifle. He didn't, and they uh, subsequently shot and killed him. So, pretty scary. And we have no- nothing new from OPD 
since since having you know brought this up on the show the first time um i think a lot of people waking up and wondering if there's any more information right now nothing has moved nothing's moved across the wires and nothing reported out out of uh, omaha media either i've got the opd press releases page up there there's not a not been a briefing uh nor as far as i know is there one scheduled yet at this point and so there are still questions a lot of people have that we just can't answer right now in terms of just more detail on on what exactly happened inside of of the store um exactly how it was that offers were officers were able to respond as fast as they were able to here in this point um and and eventually have nobody um none of the actual customers or employees of the store who are hurt or, or were shot in this whole thing and nothing about who the man was other than that we know it was uh a 30 30 something man 30 ish year old white man that's all that we were given in terms of information so naturally the first thing you know your first thought goes to oh my gosh this is terrible this is traumatic this is um just terrible that it's happening in this community which by the way has already gone through um, a, a, a horrendous situation in a retail store with a mass shooting with Von Maher, and so it's definitely the kind of trauma that that city doesn't doesn't need uh, when having already gone through it. But questions go to why, right? Why exactly are these things happening? And we just don't have much more on that from OPD. I do expect that we will probably hear a lot more on that throughout the course of the day today. They did say about the identification. There was some word that maybe they would have the identification last night, uh, but they said they were identifying next of kin, uh, and and so they may still be going through that process or are going to pick a time here later this morning to actually and, give and, more information. And it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't hear a lot from Omaha police, because in this case, where an Omaha officer was involved, it'll probably be uh, actually investigated more by, I believe it's Douglas County, and or That's the true. state or the state patrol and and uh, since they, this could have been a mass casualty, I'm sure they'll bring in FBI agents as well to try to help uh, sort this thing out. Probably the only way you're going to know if there is, was a reason behind it is if the individual left behind some manifest or writing of some type. Right. Well, you know what? The first thing will happen is is when the name comes out, everybody's going to go find, try and find the social media of this person and see what clues they can glean from that, if it exists. That's always what happens. Unfortunately, we have got a pretty standard routine that we all go through with these things now, um, and, and that will probably take place. But more important than any of that, again, frankly, more important than any of that is, again, great work by law enforcement in this whole thing in terms of the response time in terms of making sure that there was no one in this terribly volatile situation where a dude with an ar-15 is is shooting the gun inside of a i'm sure incredibly busy target store and and never does hit anyone with that thing had a whole bunch more rounds of ammo left that he could have used and was not able to because of the quick work of um, of, of OPD. I think there was state patrol involved in responding as well. And so uh, far and away, that's the big story here. And and um, yeah, just, just kudos to them for being able to do their job and step from like zero to a million in terms of whatever's going on in their day and then having to step in and deal with this. And it's something that is a reality of the job of a police officer as well. So thankful for them. 
number four. One thirty this afternoon, Health and Human Services Committee of the Unicameral will uh, convene, and the first scheduled uh, debate on LB 626 will be getting underway. LB 626, more commonly referred to as the Nebraska Heartbeat Act, and that is that abortions would not be allowed once a fetal heartbeat is detected. Expected to be uh, emotional, passionate, and uh, possibly, I don't think volatile would be the proper word, yeah. but but very passionate, and uh, it'll probably be a long, long afternoon for the members of that committee. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there are going to be people. Uh, I saw, I've seen a couple of these hearings, the amount of people from the constitutional carry one, the parents' bill of right one, where you've had just that room packed, mm-hmm. and they bring in... I think they normally bring in the, the the pro people and they do that first, and then they bring in the, the anti people and they do that second, and so it's just the way that they kind of manage the thing. They can't fit them all in the same room for a lot of these whole things. And, you know, again, pardon my slight cynicism about the political process here, but this testimony, I don't know. No, nobody's changing any minds of people who are voting on this with what's said today and it's you know everybody it's it's not that i'm saying that there's no value in in having public hearing there should be there are bills where that is happening for certain where where state senators are learning about the the bill and how it's impacting people but on this one i can't imagine there's anything that's going to be said today that impacts any of these state senators on which way they're actually voting on this thing because they have talked and thought and campaigned on this issue for so long for so incredibly long that it's just ingrained in people right now and so basically this is a a time where a lot of people get a chance to express how they feel on this thing which is good but it's hard for me to uh, get to focused on on what's said in this thing because I can't imagine it's changing anything at any point on this issue in particular which I come back to on the show a whole lot I uh, I was on the legislature's website I don't know how many amendments were put forth on this it's just uh, I mean it's a long list and you know some of them are are going on through to the committee hearing some were failed and then some could happen on the floor when that when that gets going as well but yeah there's I mean I, I guess If it sounds overly cynical about the whole thing, I've kind of come to a realization in my life at some point that there's a whole lot of stuff that's deeply held when it comes to politics about people. You're not changing their mind. Why do you spend so much time trying? And this has to do more with regular life than it does a hearing room at this point. I don't... I don't blame people who are passionate for going out there and and doing this on an issue they care about if they've got a story to tell. As part of the but process, that's there. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But I it life at some point life becomes at least the world of politics becomes a lot more stressful, and maybe again comes with some cynicism, but a lot more stressful when you're like, you know what, I'm not changing anybody's mind on this. I'm going to quit going on a quest my entire life. Everything I post on social media, everything I say, everything I, you know, all kinds of things that I say over the air on a talk show to try and move the needle one way or direction. There are a whole lot of issues, not all of them, there are a whole lot of issues where ain't nobody changing their mind mm-hmm. on any of the things. And it's probably just ingraining them further. So if it's change that I want to seek, there are a whole lot better ways to do that than trying to impact hearts and minds through 
social media, through social media fights especially, through talk radio, <laughs> through through all of these different things. Yeah, it's just a uh, general understanding of where people are super rigid in their beliefs versus where they might be a little more malleable. Yeah. Got to give props, though, to the legislature, Nebraska Public Media, because this is all a very transparent process. This hearing, like all of them, will be streamed on Nebraska Public Media. And if you go to the legislature's website, right there where they they come up on the committee, uh, it's very easy to find. You can submit an online comment. Oh, really? Awesome. Okay. So it's very, very transparent. And even though you're not there, you can also uh, put your two words in or four-year words or more. All right. Well, a lot, lot of opinions, a lot of strong things to say in that room today. Number three. Well, it looks like this uh, retirement that uh, 2.0 is probably <laughs> official now after retiring a year ago, then unretiring. Tom Brady said this morning he's done. Uh, I have the uh, audio here. If you guys want to hear it, he just put out a video 36 minutes ago where he's just just appears to be standing on a beach on a cloudy morning holding the phone in front of himself big time uh, so, l that he didn't do this in his truck next to a cornfield with his dog so yeah so not a lot of you didn't have a wife to do it right? <laughs> oh, that's right all right here here uh can you turn my audio up here yeah you're Let's, good uh, here's what he said good morning guys i'll get to the point right away i'm retiring for good I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so it uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. I bet he would have changed the way his last game went. Jeez, that was terrible. Yeah, maybe. Probably. What? what? Probably. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have changed. Big Masters in here, like, oh, I, I, kick him I, on his way I, out. I mean, I, that was a bad man. Micah Parsons was all <laughs> all over him in that game. That was terrible. But no, it's. Uh, I don't. You believe him? I think he's you done. Believe him this I, time? I, I think he's done. Don. I, mean, I, I think we saw some of the the physical tools that maybe even like five, six, ten years ago, people were going, oh, yeah, break, it's going to start the decline. It's going to start the decline, and you really didn't see it a whole lot. The back half of this year. You were just like, how is he holding on? I can't believe his body is allowing him to do what he's doing as someone of the exact as exact age of him separated by a few hours. Um, I can't believe that he does that. 21 years as a starter. 20 of those years played in the playoffs. Seven Super Bowl titles. Three league MVPs. Yep. 15 Pro Bowls. Yep. Like, that is, he has been a starter since I was in fourth grade, fifth grade. I still remember the game. It was either a Sunday or a Monday night game, I'm pretty sure, where the Patriots were playing the Jets, and Drew Bledsoe got absolutely drilled on the sideline. Um, He was running, and they put, so this must have been in 01, the 01 season, I think. 
Drew Bledsoe got absolutely just nailed on the sideline by some Jets linebacker, and they brought Tom Brady in there at that point. And I was like, that dude didn't even really start at Michigan. They're in trouble. <laughs> Here, here's the question that I have to bring it to Lincoln and KLIN. We did our Break the Curse event this last this last fall. We were trying to identify the potential curses that might be lingering in the world against Nebraska football. Was Tom Brady as a professional starter the curse against Nebraska football? Wow. You're right because it happened, I believe, in, I want to say 2001. I think I have that number right. 2001. So <laughs> against the Jets, we can actually go look. The I remember the game. I remember the play. We can actually go look up that weekend and see how close that was to when Nebraska lost to Colorado that same year on Black Friday, which is when I believe the curse began. I'm just saying. All right. Good good possibilities, anything. (laughs) So, hey, there's no NFL player older than me in the league anymore. Hip, hip, hooray. I assume there's no random punter or kicker. I probably should check that. No, I think think you were down to just Brady. Just Brady. All right. Good. That makes me feel a lot better about things. Moving. Oh. 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 Next. (laughs) Next one. Are you happy? (laughs) Number two. Absolutely. February 15th, uh, former South Carolina governor and former ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, expected to announce uh, her bid to become a presidential candidate and be the first in the field to challenge former President Mm. Trump. Wait. She said, if I run uh, er earlier, she said that she wasn't going to run against Trump. What happened? changed her mind on that thing? She said yep. she wasn't going to run against Trump. She says it's time for a new generation to lead. Okay. All right. That was uh, in her video she tweeted out this week. Okay. Video tweets are very popular right yep. now. <laughs> She's expected to make the announcement in Charleston, South Carolina. Ah. Ooh. You know, in South Carolina, interesting. Early primary, right? She obviously has her roots there. James Early primary state. South Carolina was basically the entire uh, the state that completely turned around for Joe Biden mm-hmm. in the Democratic primary last time around. Um, April of 2021, direct quote from Nikki Haley, I would not run if President Trump ran, and I would talk to him about it. Well, something changed. Okay. Something changed. Never Is say she, never. She's not. Here's the thing, though. How's she in a primary? You got a little get get a little bit down and dirty on some of these things, okay? Remember, she you was... got to fight a little bit. How, I, how is she gonna with, with all the the entire relationship she's had with Trump? How is she gonna get down there and fight with Trump? Because it'll get nasty fast. Well, she was not necessarily a Trump supporter to begin with. I know she wasn't, but she ended up being incredibly, as he would say, loyal to her over the years. Well, she served uh, she served the country and him well as a UN ambassador. Yeah, I know. I know. She. I just. I can't imagine her going out and then and what's going to be somebody in this. If they want to be Trump in this thing, they're going to have to mix it up with him a little bit. They just are. And I see an entire. Frankly, I see an entire stage of Republicans that are going to be scared to do that. That aren't going to be able to do that. We saw Ted Cruz. We saw Rubio. They sucked at it. Trump <laughs> destroyed them. Is this generation of people going to be any better at that? I have my doubts, especially if they've been previously aligned with him. And and you don't want to. There's no way you don't want to hurt your future 
if you, you become the pariah that now Trump is attacking you, think 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 Pence. Think what is Pence's yep, political yep. future post Trump? Everyone is is somewhat rightfully so all terrified at being looked 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 at as disloyal mm-hmm. to him. That's what the evaluation is for unless, a lot of politicians. Unless rank and file Republicans just line up as these people come in and and basically say you know shut him out, say to Trump. Yeah, if there's enough groundswell, I mean. Can you imagine not a Trump, Trump Biden? Well, I'm not saying it is either. I'm just saying if they happen to, you know, come together, coalesce around a couple of other people, this new generation. I mean, if it's anybody, it'd be DeSantis, but I still don't even believe, you know. But if if, if the field ends up having ten people in it that are serious contenders, you know who that helps by far is Trump, by far, in this whole thing. Well, and you talk about like the the groundswell. Wasn't the the portion of the any GOP that that took over in Carney last year? Those were the the further portion of Trump Republicans. Yes, that that's the groundswell, and you're seeing that in several states. So so how much of that is there if if someone is going against Trump? We'll see. Buckle your uh, you know tighten up your seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> so, at some point, people are going to have to choose between. Loyalty and actually trying to win the primary. Number one. Chat GPT trying to curb its reputation as a freewheeling cheating machine. Uh, the new AI text classifier launched by OpenAI follows a week's long discussion at schools and colleges over Chat GPT's ability to write just about anything, but OpenAI saying their uh, new tool could fuel academic dishonesty and hinder learning, but they say they can probably figure out and call it out. I don't know. I pulled up their website on this thing and it said, our classifier, this is the second paragraph on it, from the chat from the uh, from the, the OpenAI site. Our classifier is not fully reliable. In our evaluations on a challenge set of English tests, our classifier correctly identified 26% of AI written texts as true positives, as likely AI written, while incorrectly labeling human written texts as AI written 9% of the time, false positives. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. K Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN, 14 degrees on in, I should say, the capital city right now. 
Uh, temperature uh, looks like they actually bumped down my forecast. I'm looking at least from 40 to 39 for the high today. That's a bummer. It felt symbolic for it to uh, to be 40. And uh, if that is the case, then that means we've got three days in the 30s, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Today, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, and then we go on a little streak, guys, starting for the weekend of 50-plus degree Good. temperatures. Good. And already, I don't know what our... Uh, best temperature for January was. I know we were. I know we were like generally above average for January, but I'm not totally sure how high we actually got. We didn't have. Uh, we didn't have any of those like crazy 65 degree days. Uh, I thought I saw a calendar here below. I'm going to see if I can actually find it on this thing here. Yeah. All right. So the January high temperatures for Lincoln. Uh, the warmest that we got during January was we got. Uh, the 9th and the 10th, we got 53 and 56. So we have not seen a temperature over 50 in Lincoln since January 10th. Wow. Uh, and you had New Year's Day, the 9th and the 10th, that got 50 or above. And that's all you had for for January. Um, even though you had, you know, you had a handful of days in the 40s mm-hmm. where technically you were over average. And so uh, if, this, if this bears out, uh, 4th. Fifth, sixth, uh, and then Wednesday and Thursday, the eighth and ninth are both right on the edge of fifty. Right now, you could have you could uh, more than double the amount of fifty degree days that we've had in two thousand eight with yeah. the way things are looking. So, uh, I'm excited to say that the that the forecast, the extended forecast here, is looking looking good. Not. Not fully out of the winds, woods, of course, this time of year. It's only February first. Groundhog Day, of course, is tomorrow. But if you've, uh, if you're going to get us all the way out to the tenth with with potential of fifties, and then I know that the eight to fourteen day outlook for the National Weather Service has us above average beyond that. That's going to do a lot of good. That's going to do a lot of good mm-hmm. in things feeling a little bit now. I would absolutely not rule out, given the low amount of snow we had last year <laughs> and this year, that you're going to get, maybe this might be the year, Caleb, for the March State Basketball Tournament snowstorm. It feels like... It does. Feels like, now, those are not usually terrible because, you know, the average temperature in March, the average high by that time of year that you get into state basketball, which is second first and second week of March I believe this year is in the uh in the four I mean we're in the 40s already for the, I, well for the normal not terrible here but you go an hour plus west that that's the that's the real concern when you get to those those state tournaments is, oh yeah the travel could be bad I'm yeah. just saying I'm just saying in but, the, but for the, here in Lincoln I'm just saying that the 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 aftermath of it it's not going to mean right. that there's snow on the ground for right. two weeks yeah 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 that's for what sure I mean by that um, it was, by the way, I'm glad to see some of these temperatures coming up a little bit because my uh, my wife yesterday took uh, her husky for a walk and got home and she asked me to help take her boots off because she goes, my hands are so cold. And I said, go put them under cold water. She goes, why would I do that? And I said, okay, here's the science behind it. Here, Here's what relative feel is like. And she goes, won't that just make them colder? I go, no, just for a couple minutes. Get a little circulation. That's going to feel better. You're not going to burn your hands to go put them under hot water. There you go. So for anyone who didn't know that, 
There you go. Yeah, cold, and I, cold hands under cold water. I've got the eight to fourteen day temperature outlook. This goes from February eighth to fourteenth, and Lincoln is the in the second reddest spot, uh, the second reddest section of that okay. entire thing. And so, between the short term forecast and the medium term forecast, knock on wood, knock on wood, but things are looking pretty pretty darn good. Uh, starting starting today and really getting better over the course of this weekend. So. Cargo shorts time. There hasn't been a lot of cargo shorts wearing this January, but there is uh, there is some time for it. And it's a good time to mention, a remi- I, I had forgotten this, Caleb. I was looking forward at my calendar, but just for planning for, um, you know, for the city of Lincoln, um, and, and especially if you're somebody who follows state basketball, they're back this year to separate weeks for girls and boys. Correct. Right? That, that experiment from last year and the changes well, that they made is well, not it, something that stuck around. Well, last year was, yeah, a little bit of an experiment, but it was also due to the Big Ten Wrestling Championships right. taking up one of the weekends. So in order for them to, to utilize Pinnacle Bank Arena, they had to put them all in one week. And boy, was it a wild week. But yeah, they, they realized they want to still do it on separate weekends, but they, they are expanding it. It's no longer just the three-day tournament. It, it's the four days now, correct? Where yes. they start on Wednesday. Yeah, that's uh, so that's that's the different. big difference people will notice. That's right. I'm glad you mentioned that. So there are, um, in, in the end, it is still different than, than we've seen here. Than, in, than pre-pandemic. In the than, than pre-pandemic, in that you are going to actually have uh, what, eight actual days then mm-hmm. of of games, and yeah, it'll start. So the girls girls start already on March first. Yeah, it's barely into barely into the month of March. You're a month away. Yeah, so that's March and, March first through. And 4th. correct me if I'm wrong, but no more high school uh, venues until you get to some of the 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 C and D um, consolation the, games. Correct. The, so I've got the schedule in front of me. Yeah, Pinnacle Bank. To start things off, and Devaney. So every day they'll be on Monday, or excuse me, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There will be concurrent games the entire day long at Pinnacle Bank and Devaney. Mm-hmm. And then on Championship Saturday, the championships will obviously be up at Pinnacle Bank. They will have third place games out at Lincoln Northwest, right? Um, but the championship games, yes. Interesting. They're going to play them at the new high school. Yeah, they'll be out at okay, cool at Lincoln, uh, uh, Lincoln Northwest, and. Uh, they didn't actually end up fielding a basketball team this year, so um, they will. They'll be the first time that you'll have. They'll still get some basketball. I, games. I think. I think they have. They have had their younger. They haven't did, didn't do a varsity team. They do have younger. Right. Their younger grades that are playing basketball though, and then uh, that goes over to Southeast for the boys tournament. So yeah. Anyway, just looking ahead to March, the the tournaments are earlier. Just because the way the calendar falls, the tournaments are a little bit earlier this year. Mm-hmm. For instance, like LPS spring break will be after uh, after both of the tournaments happen. A lot of times it happens the same week as that boys uh-huh. tournament. That'll be after. It'll be the same week as like the NCAA tournament. So uh, that's not a bad trade off. No, that's, that's good. Not the worst. That's, that's, all, <laughs> that's, that's always good if you're uh, that you're a student. Um, just for those for those who are just joining us now, and I know there have been probably people waking up and wondering if there is more information on what happened in Omaha yesterday uh, with the um, I don't even know how to describe it correctly and accurately. An incident sounds way too minor for it, but uh, for for what happened with the active shooter situation at Target in West Omaha, there there's still. It's kind of interesting, actually, Caleb. We still don't have anything this morning 
uh, knew from either OPD uh, or any other law enforcement agency. I've been continuing to scan this. I've been continuing to check news mm-hmm. releases and Twitter, uh, and we've been monitoring this as well. So um, we don't have any of that yet, any new information, because I think the questions continue to be um, what was really happening when he got inside, um, if, if there were shots fired exactly where and how were they fired? Were they aimed at, you know, was there ever any intent to shoot them mm-hmm. at people or not? Or was that still a possibility uh, for that actually happening? How exactly, and and uh, and this is a good thing, but how exactly were police able to respond as quickly as they did? What happened in the intervening minutes between mm-hmm. when they got, what, 20, 30, 911 calls and authorities arrived at that point? And then what we do know from previous statements is that there were verbal instructions given um, to to the the I'd say suspect in this situation. I don't know if that's the the right word exactly, but visual ver- uh, uh, instructions, audible instructions were given to drop the weapon. That didn't happen. And uh, after that, mm-hmm. uh, then then some of the responding officers took action at that point. Uh, but still. I think the questions that a lot of people have are, like I said, um, why exactly was he shooting at, at the ceiling? There's been some talk about that from eyewitnesses. Was he ever aiming or threatening anyone in this whole thing? What was um, his overall intent what, with, with the action? What was the overall intent with this thing? Um, you know, and, and again, it was amazing uh how officers were able to respond and do what they needed to do that quickly to put everyone in safety at that point and then of course the big question is going to be who this person is um and what we know about them and how much what we know about them could lead to the potential of a possible motive on this and so all questions that are still as i wanted to point out hanging out there this morning as opd as the fbi now who is in on this as they all continue investigation mm-hmm. as they all continue contacting next of kin i wouldn't be surprised if they are looking at probably some video surveillance i would imagine that wherever you are in a target store you are there's a lot of lot of video roll there has to be at any place yes i would so i'd imagine there's extensive video um that authorities have the chance to look at and they may be going through all of that as well so um those are the it's not a lot of answers that we've got so far i woke up right away checking and wondering about that but um but we don't have those right now uh definitely a definitely a possibility that we will still later on today yeah, I know the newsroom will keep keep checking in, seeing if there's updates later in the day, especially if OPD does come out with more information. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, on a much much lighter news, I did. I just wanted to point out because I know probably people turned on the radio and they're like, "What's the latest on this?" Yeah. Haven't heard about this. I saw you just uh, saw you just retweeted an article that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, so former uh, or uh, former Carolina Panthers and coach and current Nebraska football coach apparently are not at the same state of mind when it comes to what his contract (laughs) dictated in terms of what he was supposed to be paid upon the employment situation being severed between the two of them. So 
Yeah, so right now, Matt Rule, he, he had uh, filed arbitration suit last week against the Carolina Panthers, um, and it has to do with the amount of money he is still owed despite signing um, on to be the, the head coach at Nebraska for football um, because he still owed effectively the difference on what the contract would have been. Um, now, this was something that we had talked about on the Friday Husker tailgate. If you remember back in, was it October, when we first got those big Matt Rule, maybe maybe getting an offer and signing a contract this week, uh, all those rumors. And then it was, well, maybe they just couldn't come to a deal on how much it was worth and what the NFL contract was. But then you get to uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and he is signed, and the thought process is, okay, they've got it figured out. Apparently not. Uh, apparently not right now um, with the Carolina Panthers on what they still owe or are going to owe Matt Rule versus uh, compared to his Nebraska contract. Because so, he was getting like eight million a year for the Panthers, right? Yes, yeah, it was, and so it, it's interesting because the Panthers owed Rule from just doing a little bit of of research on this. Um, owed now I've got uh, what. $34 million, but I had heard numbers that were all the way up to $40 million that they were hooked on on $40 million to be on the hook for the buyout on this, mm-hmm. but his eight-year contract pays him $74 million with Nebraska football, most of which is guaranteed, yeah. about $66 million on this, and so I wonder, and I, we don't have much detail on exactly what the dispute is between Rule and the Panthers on this, but I wonder if this has something to do with the uh, essentially the off, the liquidation of damages clause, which is essentially saying if you get a new job, if you get new compensation, then we get to offset essentially what we owe you against that, and perhaps it gets down to the timing of that, you know, which which years he's getting what. Mm-hmm. I wonder, my guess is it's got something to do with how the timing of the Nebraska contact, contract works in relation to the buyout and the liquidation of damages causes right. that's in there, right? Yeah, they're, they're probably, Carolina's probably going to argue that rules should be getting paid more up front as opposed to the escalating salary so that Carolina has to pay less. But you can you can look historically for Nebraska's contracts. They escalate in this way. This is not out of the norm for a Trev Alberts contract. So I don't think Nebraska was going out of its way to, and maybe they were a little bit here or there, but as a whole, you don't start someone out at, uh, what's his contract, five million? Five and a half million uh, to, to start, and then it escalates from there. Is that yeah? It goes. I can't remember the starting number, but yes, generally it's it's. It, I mean, it's it's in the sixties of millions guaranteed. Yeah. So it's over that forty million number, and so. But is there? I, I wonder if there's a separate clause in there in that contract, which we haven't seen, that that indicates there's another sort of just a severance payment mm-hmm. that is separate from the buyout that we're talking about here that would be right. the, the 40-ish million dollars on this whole thing. Now, the 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 vast majority of these disputes um go to uh they have an arbitrator come in for it. Right. And and work out the details. Well, in in the claw in the contract it usually says if there's a dispute mm-hmm. it will be we agree that it's going to be done between an arbitrator and 
here's how that's going to work. And it sets it all out, and this survives the length uh, or, or the end of the contract as well. So that's probably why that's going that way there. So we'll see. Maybe uh, getting some more dollars on this on this whole thing as well. Hey, if, if you sign a contract in your own money, <laughs> probably try to get your money. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and then if you missed it, if you're just tuning in this morning, uh, the biggest news in the sports world right now, Tom Brady announces this morning he will be retiring. He says this time for good. He was short and sweet. He recorded a one-minute video on the beach, wherever he's at right now. And uh, essentially said, "Look, I'm. I took, I took my time being emotional, writing an essay about it last year. So I'm gonna be <laughs> short and sweet this time. I love the self reflection in that. I'm done. I'm done for good. He thanked a few people. He got a little emotional, and then that was it. So uh, the exact opposite of of uh, the way that some might have expected, or right, might have did step down last time. Is this the end? Kind of sounded like it, but we'll see." Let's get that sweet, sweet TV money now, right? Yeah. It's 825 on KLIN. When snow or ice impact our area, you can get the latest closings and cancellations at KLIN.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. And I'm so glad that after a football career that is spanned and frankly outlasted by quite a while, my career working directly with John Bishop and and being a, uh, a, 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 a employee of the same company as John Bishop ends on a day that I get to talk to him about, and I get the first reaction of anyone, including his own radio audience, anywhere else, but John, today it happens, the Tom Brady era of the NFL, after nearly 25 years, is done. How are you feeling in this moment? Well, if you believe that, I've got a piece of oceanfront property here in Washington, D.C. to sell you. It's over. You don't really think he's he's going to do that again. No, There's probably no not. But listen, I thought he was done last year. And then, you know, I, ask me after March Madness, after the selection day, because that's when he announced he was coming back last year. Do you realize he announced on this exact day last year was that he it? was retired? Yeah, I it was. It's funny because I can barely remember what happened last year because it got erased so quickly. 
Well, yeah, it was like 40 days later. I'm back, but no, he's probably done. Um, to that, I say good riddance. Get out. I'm just glad that we got the, mo- the last meaningful win against him. I don't count the regular season game this year when the Rams were bad, but sure. When it mattered the most, we, we were, we were the team that knocked him out of the playoffs and gave him his best shot at winning yet in one more Super Bowl. So I'll take that for what it's worth. Now, now if you're, if you're Greg Olson in the Fox Sports booth, you're like, Oh, is this guy coming for my job already? Is he going to take it away from me at the Super Bowl? Right. Like there are some people like seriously speculating that that might have driven this decision. That Greg, no. that Greg Olson had such a successful run this year as the, as the top Fox color guy that, uh, Brady needs to strike while the iron's hot and get in there and, and take that <laughs> spot over. I don't know what you think about this. I, I, I'm not convinced that he's going to be a great analyst. Not that he doesn't know football, not that he doesn't have somewhat of a personality. I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it's hard sometimes for the great players to either be coaches or TV analysts, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, some of the best analysts across most sports are are guys who were good. Some of them weren't good at all, you know, like a Bob Euchre, for example. You know, he made a living right. out of being a bad baseball player, right. but he was a great baseball announcer. Um, but I think it's it's sometimes hard because – you're you're locked into this certain mindset of everything's got to be done a certain way and all oh, these guys and so they're so they're afraid to over criticize because it'll sound like oh the grumpy old legend is is uh is is being too hard on these guys um but we'll see um i i wouldn't be surprised if he showed up on the broadcast somewhere but i don't think he's going to take i don't think he's going to take the lead chair quite yet well, we'll wait for next year like that's what i was that's what i was wondering is like is the is he a color guy? Is he a studio guy? Well, there's, I I thought they were supposed to put him in the booth, but they okay. You know, on, if you think about it, that that's that that pregame show on Fox is the same as it's been since day one, and that's been over almost thirty years ago. Yeah. So, Jeez. you know, uh, that could and, use a fresh coat of paint. Uh, Don't places yeah, have like it, seventeen it, studio guys now, though. So yeah, that's true. And Gronk's in the studio, <laughs> so you can put Brady and Gronk in there together. I and, know, but man, Bradshaw and Jimmy and Howie and holy cow, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> it's not aging very well. Yeah. So, but I, I, my guess is they'll put him in the booth. But I, if I were Fox, I would probably consider him in the studio first because. I don't know. I I know Tony Romo, and we're starting to see backlash now on Tony Romo. But I don't. I I I, I get it. He's a big name. I still don't think people tune in because of who the announcer is. I mean, it's an NFL no. game. People are going to tune in regardless. Um, not that a great. Not that there aren't great announcers who people like to listen to. But man, no. I don't. I don't like. I don't like this. You know, training wheels. You know aspect i think you got to work your way up a little bit so you can get your reps in before you get thrown to the wolves and and let's face it when there's 40 million 50 million people watching that's that's 40 50 million critics were like man this guy was good at football how come he's bad at announcing? yeah like there was a part of me that's like man i don't know his personality just seems so sometimes manufactured um like he's sort of naturally robotic um which i think probably helped him succeed in the nfl but i wonder how that'll play on TV, but then you think about like the good, or at least the ones who have had success. Some of the color guys, like 
they're not necessarily the best personalities in the world when it comes to former players. Like, it's not like you're like, uh, Daryl Johnston, that guy's super gregarious or Chris Spielman or, or those guys. I mean, they're, they're good analysis, but they're not like, you know, they're not necessarily all Tony Romo, right? In terms of personality, they don't have to be, I should say. No, they don't. And, you know, let's face it, John Madden kind of broke the mold, you know, because he was, he was, he's one of the very few announcers where people would tune in just because it was him, you know, um, because they loved the way he talked about the game. They loved his personality. Um, and, and, you know, if that's something you just can't manufacture, you know, it's got to be natural. It's got to be who it's got to be an extension of who you are. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. But, you know, like I said, let's let's wait a couple of months yeah. and see who knows. He, you know, San Francisco still might be well, looking for that quarterback. The Raiders might be still looking for that quarterback. That's a, <laughs> that's a crazy thing is you could argue that this year. He's got better potential options than he did last year at this time. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I mean, the Raiders, his, his former offensive coordinator is the head coach, and really you could argue they might be just a really good quarterback away uh, from making could, a serious run. Um, yeah. San Francisco, you know, that's his, that's his boyhood team. Yep. And we saw what happened when, you know, they, they went down to their fourth quarterback. Um, even the Dolphins are still a potential out there, but. I, yeah. I don't know. I think the temptation may be there. And I didn't think Brady was bad this year. I didn't think he'd have a great year because I didn't think he'd get a lot of protection, which he didn't. And the and the Bucks weren't very good, but I don't think it was because Brady was necessarily, you know, he he hadn't he still hasn't fallen off of that cliff, you know, like Peyton Manning did. You know, that last couple of years of Peyton Manning was like, Woof, right. boy, this is not different. But right. Brady didn't have that look about him. Yeah. Uh so we'll yeah. see. The temptation's gonna be there. It's a long time between yeah. now and now in training camp, I just the fort. The, once the news came out about uh, Purdy, yeah, it was just yesterday the the UCL stuff, right? Or Monday the UCL stuff came Monday. out about Purdy. I was like, oh, that's that's what he's going to do. That's definitely what he's going to do. And then they're going to you know keep Purdy behind him or and, and and Lance or figure out something with one of them and and groom them to be the next guy. I don't I thought it was definitely San Francisco. Although Oakland made a ton of sense too. Uh both of those did. I I thought it was going to be one of those if he stayed and I think he would have the chance at at either of them. But at some point John like the thing I still can't I still can't believe and of course he has got the best equipment, trainers, masseuses, everything in the world. But you know as this is good as I do is like especially for me when it was hitting, it was like forty-five. Now I've I've hit forty-five. I made you of turning forty years ago. I've hit forty-five now, and like there is a different, uh, definitely a different level in just everyday aches and pains that come along yes. with that age at some and, point. And, and and playing football, which is I the can't imagine. Yeah, I, I can't either. And, I and- I can't imagine your body when you wake up in the morning after that. But if you think about it, and even watching his video today, he looks younger today almost than he did. He does <laughs> when he was a when he was a player. I think it was it was last year or something. The beginning of the year. Graphic, yeah. Someone had a graphic where they took his official mugshot year to year, and they just showed how much he changed. And and you know, I give him a lot of credit, and I know he, you know, there's been some talk about his his TB12 stuff, and and maybe his. Uh, his uh, his trainer has been a little 
sketchy, but man, he is, no one has kept himself in better shape over the years. And then Brady, and we were talking about it over breakfast today, but you know, he got hurt the one year, but that was because more of a freak injury when yeah. one of the chiefs dove low at him. And that's why they changed the rule, but you, you can't, you can count on one hand, probably the number of times Tom Brady just got lit up in the pocket. He yeah. just had a way of either avoiding it, getting rid of the ball, or if he knew the sack was coming, he would just, he'd just turtle, you know, he'd just tuck and tuck and take his loss, but he would never take a big hit. And that's a big part of this game, you know, and, and unlike a Mahomes or, you know, a Josh Allen who runs a lot, he didn't run a lot. Um, so he, he didn't, he, 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 he probably, he's a, he, he could teach a master class in self-preservation yeah. in, as far as playing quarterback. It is as, uh, I, I mean, it is a little bit too bad because a bucket, if there was a Buccaneers game on, I was, I was interested in it, you, you know, when it was, even when it wasn't a great game, but when they were on on a Monday night against the, you know, something weird like the Saints or something like that, I was, I was particularly interested. It's just because I was, there was the factor of what the heck is this guy going to do at this age with, and, and seeming to always make these comebacks. So I was definitely fascinated about that. So it's a bummer that you won't, you know, you won't have that in the league anymore. Although, I, like I said, I think some people are very happy about it. And, um, and yeah, now we move on. We got, we got another, uh, Another football game left, and uh, before we get into all the offseason excitement, uh, I don't know what do you uh, what are your initial thoughts on the Super Bowl? It's 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 a little bit hard to tell from Philly because that San Francisco uh, that that game was just such a disappointment, John. That could have been such a good fun game, and it was just completely taken away because one team didn't have quarterback, which is impossible to deal with when you don't have a quarterback. It stinks. Yeah, it I was, was very excited I, about seeing that. I'd love to have re-seen that game at full strength. I, I would, too, because I think it was a really, really good matchup. But um, And I think this one will be, too. I, I yeah. like, I, I, you know, as as a native Nebraskan, I love teams that can run the ball, and the Eagles definitely, I mean, that's that's what they live on. Jalen Hurts doesn't put up gaudy numbers, you know. He doesn't put up, you know, 400 yards passing. He doesn't need to because they can run. Um, and you know, the Bengals couldn't run last week against Kansas City. And I think that'll be a unique challenge because that was, that, I thought that was the difference in the game. I know, and Mahomes deserves a lot of credit for playing injured and all, but I thought it was the Chiefs defense, uh, honestly, that, that made the difference in that game because of the pressure that they put on Joe Burrow and, and, and would make, you know, they made the big stop there at the end. I, I honestly thought even, even though backed up at the six yard line, I thought once Burrow got the ball, I said, I think the Bengals are going to drive down here and win this game. Mm-hmm. And and then they got the big third down conversion. I thought, well, here we go. And then the Chiefs stopped them. Uh, so I thought the Chiefs defense was really the MVP uh, more than anything else. So I think it'll be a fun matchup. I, um, and boy, the polar the polarizing views. I mean, you know, Kansas City has now turned into kind of the Midwest version of Dallas. Yeah. Where you either love them or you hate them. I mean, we get such strong reactions. We have Mitch Holtis, the radio voice of the Chiefs on every week on our show. And, you know, the Chiefs fans love him. You know, he's the Kent Pavelka of, of the Chiefs. You know, people just love him. Right. Um, but Chiefs haters hate him. Right. And there are a lot of Chiefs haters. He's such a homer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which absolutely. you want, which exactly you love when it's your guy, and you can't stand when it's someone else. Absolutely, guy. you know, Nebraskans are the same way. You know, they like they like a they like a Homer broadcast, right? Um, you know, but uh, yeah, they they have they have quickly turned into 
you know, a, a mini version of, of Dallas. That's where true. You, you're either on their side or you hate them. And so uh, you might see a lot more green around this area than you might have expected uh, to try to counter all of the Chiefs red that's going on. Cover cover your ears, Chiefs fans, but I, man, I got the Eagles in this game. And and I know Mahomes, I mean, I, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, but the de- the Eagles' defense has just been so much better during the year than that. I mean, the Eagles' defense has arguably been the best defense in the league uh, or right up there with that, and, and the Chiefs' defense hasn't been. And, you know, I don't know if the offense has necessarily canceled themselves out. I think Mahomes takes it to a to level that the Eagles don't have. But on the other hand, you've got skill position players with with the Eagles, um, especially at wide receiver, that, that you just don't have with the Chiefs. And just on paper, I look at it, John, and I have a hard time making the – I have a hard time convincing myself that the Chiefs are going to win this thing. Now, I know I'll get a I lot mean, of I, – I can because Mahomes is that big a difference maker. I guess but so. I, see, I know what your point is. I, I mean, you know, the Eagles were the best pass rushing team, and that's something Cincinnati, I thought, was going to do and didn't. I mean, you know, Mahomes really wasn't pressured that much, which was surprising given his limitations. Um, but, you know, give me a good run game and a pass rush. Yeah. Now, I'm probably with you. I think, you know, I don't know. I still got, what, 12, 11, 12 days to pick it. I'm, I'm leaning Eagles right now, but I mean, the biggest difference will be Patrick Mahomes, if mm-hmm. especially give him a couple more weeks of being healed. And if he's able to move like he normally moves, it's going to be really exciting because yeah. he'll make he, he's a difference maker. You know, we lose we lose one, you know, legend in Brady. And now, you know, Mahomes is definitely he he probably was the last couple of years anyway. But now he is definitely he is he is the alpha. He is the number one quarterback in the game. And yeah. and, and and we're going to have to get used to him for a long time. It's, it's, Maybe not as long as Brady, but pretty long time. It's interesting how you have these generational groups of quarterback, right? I, I mean, I sort of in my in my head, I I group Montana, Marino, Elway, yep. um, uh, together, and and who am I forgetting? Somebody else probably in in that group as well. Um, and then you you know you go down, and then you kind of group, then you group the Brady, uh, the Brady Peyton Manning. Um, you know, whomever, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah, Drew Brees. That would probably be the other one that sort of fits in here. It feels like we're finally getting the definition of that next group, and it really is. I mean, it's it's Mahomes, it's Josh Allen, it's uh, it's Joe Burrow, right mm-hmm. uh, at the yep. top. And you know, who knows? Maybe Hurts, maybe Lamar Jackson still has a claim to that. But that's like the three point of that of that group of generational quarterbacks. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing a group in there, but the ones that we kind well, of I mean, consider, you're missing you're missing the great. guy who's wearing the ring right now, Matthew Stafford, who is the best. Yeah, I don't think I would, <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> I'm still now, also, defending also, champs for ten more days. Stafford's more of a contemporary of Brady than he is. Those he is. Guys. He actually anyway. he's more of it. He's like a tweener, you know. Yeah. He's, he, I think Brady was about eight nine years in when when yeah. Stafford was drafted. Yeah, he is. He's a tweener. But yeah, it's it's you know it wasn't that long ago, especially right after Peyton Manning retired. Outside of Tom Brady, you felt like there was this vacuum of where's all the great quarterbacks. And then like in rapid fire succession, we got Lamar. We got, yep. and I know, you know, he's had his issues, but we got Deshaun Watson. Yep. We got Patrick Mahomes. We got Joe Burrow. We got Josh Allen. It just came boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden, you know, magically, you know, the, the most important position in all of team sports 
is now one of the most exciting well, positions in all of sports. That's the thing. It's not that every generation has that sort of Mount Rushmore-esque thing because sometimes there's just not enough great quarterbacks for there to be right. one. And that's why we can say there's only like a few eras of this since the 80s, right? Where you, where you do have yeah. the, the Montana, Marino, Elway, uh, and then it took a while probably before you got to the Peyton Brady breeze situation. You may not have had like the late 90. I mean, Kurt Warner was around doing well then, but they're just, right. it but wasn't it was like just, there know, was, spotty. it wasn't like there was a group, like a class that you associated together really. I mean, until, you, had, so you had Super Bowls won by Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson. Yeah. Um, you know, then a little bit later on, Joe Flacco. I mean, right. guys that were solid, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily because of them. Yes. Right. Right now, the focus is back on you know, and that's why this one is interesting because you know Jalen Hurts this year, you know, kind of popped up out of nowhere. But you know, does he have that staying power mm-hmm. of being the guy who's going to be at the top of the class? That's another thing too. I'm 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 probably rooting for Philadelphia in this because I really like Jalen Hurts. I, I love the way he handles himself, and uh, and I know you know there's people who don't like him because he's Alabama and Oklahoma, but. Yeah. Um, I just like his. I like his character. I like his makeup. So love me a running moves. quarterback. Love me a running me too. quarterback. Yeah. And you guys left off the uh, the two Packers quarterbacks for the oh, last that's decades. True. Yeah, Brett. Favre. Okay, Brett yeah. Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's true. Favre, yeah, Favre, is, point. Favre is kind of the tweener where there wasn't as much of a a contemporary. A little bit. I guess he's you know he and uh, you know in that Elway sort of Marino era overlapped a little. But I consider him. I consider him older. He's kind of the bridge between that era and the the Brady Manning era, isn't he? In in kind some of, ways, when yeah. you th- at least in how you think of it, sure, I kind of do. That, that that's an interesting discussion. Uh, last but not least, we got to go. But the Nebraska basketball isn't going to allow me to emotionally disconnect, John. I'm just after last night. Yeah, I, they were doing fine when we were on the bus. I was watching on the bus when we got to DC. We'll get I- back on the bus. I should have. Well, I literally left the bus, and Greasel had 15 of their first 17. Yeah. We went, got checked in, went down for dinner, <laughs> looked at the score, and one of the coaches looked over and said, well, Sam still has 15. I was like, really? Jeez. <laughs> was... uh, oh, that's right. You're in D.C. right now. Well, good. Well, yeah. s- say hi to uh, Senator Ricketts for me if you see him around. I will. I, you know, if he sh- if he and the rest of Congress shows up at the game, it'll probably double the attendance expected tonight. Oh, yeah. Wow, that bad. Things are bad. Georgetown. My, Georgetown. how the mighty have fallen. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, John. Have a good call. Safe travels. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. We'll see you guys. There you go. John Bishop in Washington, D.C. Cover Creighton basketball versus Georgetown. 856. Take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show today. Thank you to Officer Chad. Thank you to John Bishop for joining us as well. And uh, thank to all of you who contributed to What Chaps Ride Wednesday. Coming up on the show tomorrow, guest-wise, we'll have the Grow Lincoln team. Robin and Dave will be in to talk about the news on the latest restaurants, retail, businesses, opening, moving, hopefully not closing. Uh, then we will also have Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red. Uh, but before all of that, at 710, it's Ticket Thursday. We've got multiple types of tickets to give away. So we've got two tickets to Husker men's basketball against Penn State February 5th. That's coming up this Sunday. Also a parking pass with that one. Also a number of these two tickets to Journey plus Toto PBA March 25th. 
Okay, so you've got options if you so, win. As long as they're both available, you'll get a choice if you win. Mm-hmm. We'll say that. Once the basketball tickets are gone, it'll just be the concert tickets. But more importantly, you have to uh, do your part to help Gen X take the title this year, which okay, we're on track to do. Down. It is very exciting <laughs> for all the Xers. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. From the Momo 